1: Thank you for allowing and trusting us to be a part of your Christian walk.
0: In this week's episode, we will be discussing sure of a relationship according to God's Word. Uh oh, uh oh. We are back live in PET Podcast Studio with another great lesson for another great week. So hold on to your seats while we get right down to it. Yep, we're going to talk about relationships. Who wants to talk about relationships? I do. So let's go. The world in the biblical meaning of relationships. The state of being connected by blood or marriage. So let's look at this biblically. Isaiah 54 and 5. For your maker is your husband. The Lord Almighty is his name. The Holy One of Israel is your Redeemer. He is called the God of all the earth. Wow. Powerful. We find in this verse, God talking about himself in the third person. Don't pretend like you've never done it. God should never have to talk about himself in the third person with us because we should be telling him each and every day how awesome he is. God has more than proven that we should be proclaiming him as the great I am, as the lover of all men, as the giver of life, as the provider of everything we need for survival. Look at what the scripture says. He's our maker. He's Lord Almighty. He's holy. He's our redeemer which makes him, as it says, God to all the earth. My young loyal listeners, one of the biggest takeaways for being married, as described in Isaiah 54, is this. You have a lifelong partner that you can depend on in any and every situation. We can take a pause for you to go share that with someone that you know that is married, that you've learned through this relationship with God, is this. This is what you've learned through your relationship with God. You always have someone you can depend on through the good and the bad. Matthew 26 and 27 says, He then gave thanks and offered them the cup and said, Each of you drink from it, for this is my blood, which seals the covenant between God and his people. It is poured out to forgive the sins of many. Peep this scripture. By the way, Matthew is my favorite book of the Bible. It's not the only one, but it's my favorite. But peep this though. Jesus took this whole relationship thing to a whole nother level. Quick English lesson for those listening. Another is in the dictionary. Back to the podcasting lesson. Jesus wanted to leave no doubt that he is one with us until the very end. He accomplished this at the communion. What is that? He offered his body to be eaten as the broken bread of life, which is even more important. He said, as often as you do this, do this in remembrance of him. Think about that. You as a born-again believer can perform the communion ceremony each and every time you break bread. Yes, you can. Yep, dinner, lunch, breakfast, whatever. Think about Jesus. You can symbolically represent the broken body of Christ with the food you're eating and the the poured blood of Christ as something you're drinking to partake of communion every time you feel like you're slipping away or growing distant to reaffirm your commitment and marriage to Christ for saving a sinner like yourself. Christ has chosen to connect with us on a level we could never imagine to be one with us. What a God we serve. As we go to a quick break, don't go nowhere. We'll be right back. We are back live in PNT Podcast Studio after that short break. We're going to look at some practical ways to be sure of your relationship with God. Five relationship building activities. That's what we're going to talk about. Psalm 46 and 10 says this. He says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in all the earth. When we all allow ourselves to get too busy, we don't take time to slow down and remember the relationship we have with God. That's all that's saying. Be still and know that he's God. So let's look at how we can do that. Number one, talk to him. You can't build any relationship with anyone without a conversation. You can agree with that. If you're going to be sure of a relationship with God through Christ, you must spend time talking and getting to know God. If you don't, you will find yourself drifting away, just like other friends. If you don't talk on a regular basis, you kind of drift away. In times like the ones we live in now, we need to be in constant communication with God, our Creator, for guidance. Number two, read your word. There's no better way to be in relationship with Him than to read His word. It tells us everything we need to know about His sovereignty, His grace, His love, and His power. Even better news, it tells us how we should be as a child of God, the things we should do, the people we should connect with, the miracles we can perform, and the lives we can change and impact. Yes, read your word, get all that information. There's something in it for you, and there's a job in there for you. Number three, obey him. You can't just talk to him. You just can't read his word. You must also obey him. Everything we do for God as a representative of God requires us to carry and conduct ourselves in a way that reflects really good on God. So that our confessing to be Christians aligns with how we are living in the public's eye. Yes, people are watching you because you have professed to be a Christian. Think about that time when your mom and dad said, you better act like you got some sense when you go to, yeah, you fill in the blank. Think about it. Whenever you go someplace, your parents always give you that warning before you leave the house. You better act right. You better have some good sense. When you go in somebody's house, they say, hey, you better act like you got some home training. God expects the same from us when we leave our houses and who we talk to even while we're in our houses. So treat your parents with respect and honor. Yes, you must do that. Number four, listen for him. See, it's one thing to talk to God. It's another thing to read. And it's very impressive to obey God. Yes, I know. It's equally as important to be able to know his voice when he calls you. Yep, you got to know when God is calling you. And when he needs you and just wants to answer a prayer of two of yours. So when you pray to him, he's going to respond back to you. So you got to be listening for when God calls you back. We got to be able to distinguish God's voice above all others. See, the devil is going to be in your head and in your ear too, but you must know the voice of God because it would always lead you to the right place. God will never lead you to a place that will get you in trouble or do you any harm. Remember that his voice is always one of safety and love. Number five. Give thanks. Yes, give thanks and give thanks again. When you've done all that, remember to give God his due praise. Yes, when you've done all those four things, yes, talk to God, read his word, obey him, listen for him, know his voice. When you do all that and you have done all that, give him thanks. He's do that. Thank him for all the things he's done and all the things he hasn't done. Yes, I said thank him for all the things he hasn't done or given you. God knows what's best for us and some of the things we believe we need, God knows we don't need it. You know why? Because it would only serve as a distraction to pull us away from the work that God needs us to do. It would all only serve as a, a wedge between us and God. So don't worry. God has a blessing with your name specifically on it and you will get it at the appointed time. Hey, let's see what they're rapping about over here in the conversation corner.
1: Hey, Minister Bennett.
0: What y'all rapping about over here?
1: We were chatting about our individual relationship with Christ. I told them that I wanted their honest input after I read this scripture and pose a question. They said they would. So, okay. I read to them 1 John 2, verses 15 through 17, which reads, Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away and the lust of it, but he who does the will of God abides forever. So, my question was, how many of you right now, today, at this moment, love the things of the world more than you love your relationship with Christ? I reminded them that they said they would be honest with me. Of course, that didn't mean that they had to. Answer me. But one lone brave soldier raised their hand and said, yes, in all honesty, I do love some things more than my relationship. I thanked them and asked, what are some of the things that they love more? They said their PlayStation, their Xbox, their sports. And then I heard a chorus of other brave soldiers saying TikTok, Instagram, Snapchat, hanging out, One of my older ones said, partying with friends. I asked, how does these things that they love so much take away from their relationship with Christ? And one said, because of the time they spend doing it. Sometimes they spend over five hours doing some of these things, and afterwards they're tired. I told them that having a relationship with Christ is very important. Christ wants to know that you are committed to him like you are with those things that you spoke about earlier. Also, keep in mind that he doesn't ask for five hours of your time, just some time spent with him, like praying in the morning or before you go to bed, spending time reading and studying the Bible to learn more about him, talking with him throughout the day, talking with him about the things that trouble or bother you. When you do this, you grow closer to Christ and you will be more in tune to hear from him. Now, some may hear audibly, but some may hear through the spirit, meaning our spirit will be so connected to Christ that if we know something is not right, we will get convicted. And that feeling of conviction will keep us away from doing wrong. Or we may be waiting for an answer and it will come in a way we don't expect. But we know that it is Christ because we feel a peace that comes over us. I know for some of you this may be a little deep, but as you grow closer to Christ and form that relationship, you will begin to understand and feel more of his presence. Remember the last verse of what I read said, And the world is passing away and the lust of it, but he who does the will of God abides forever. The things that you love so much right now will pass away, but if you begin a better relationship with Christ and do His will, you will abide with Him forever. So make the right choice and begin today. Take the time to get to know Christ. Also, here at PT Podcast, we feature some of your comments or respond to your questions on the fourth week of each month. So drop us a line. We love to hear from you. Hit us up at PT Podcast 2020 at gmail.com.
0: In summary, the importance of being sure of a relationship with God. Relationships can be tricky. They can expose you to heartache and pain that can wreck your life. Those are the relationships with people other than God. God is a God of truth and not a man that he should lie. The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you, and he will never leave nor forsake you. Deuteronomy 31 and 8. All relationships have one law. Never make the one you love feel alone, especially when you're there. Pastor Kenneth E. Stewart, it's Christian Education Ministry in association with Real Time with the Bennets. Or Real Talk, what? You got it. Happens all the time. Yeah, it's
1: like that.